Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM alongside Mike Somich, who is in for Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi will be back tomorrow. He's out there in Los Angeles. I'm Stormy Bonatoni here at Ve- in Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Just wrapped up a great conversation with Maddie Simo, Vegas Maddie. Make sure you follow him at Vegas underscore Maddie as well on Twitter. Um, all about footballcontest.com and proxies. And now I'm just getting like geeked out and excited already months before we start the season, Mike, about what's to come this year. And we were just in the commercial break the entire time reminiscing on past wins and losses in the contest. It's such a fun, fun thing to be a part of during the season. Oh, it's a blast. And we should have a Lombardi line entry. Me, you, Lombardi, Stephanie, let's throw one together, the four of us. Let's get in Survivor and let's win the whole thing. You think that that group of people can agree on one game a week? Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be a good segment, though. Every 15 minutes every week, we'd just be arguing. (laughs) It would be fun. Uh, Got a great hour ahead here on the Lombardi line. By the way, Harry Gagnon is going to join us this hour, get his daily picks. Major League Baseball, as well as the Rocket Mortgage Classic, beginning tomorrow from the Detroit Golf Club. We'll get to some college football, which teams have the best opportunity to go undefeated in 2023. But we'll begin this hour going back to more NFL talk, Mike, because we have the VEASAN NFL betting guide that's getting set to drop in less than 24 hours. Um, One of the portions of the guide is, of course, season win totals. And, you know, you'll see them weaved throughout the entire guide, but specifically looking at some tiers of teams to invest in and not. So thought it would be fun for each of us to go through a win total we love, one that we like, one we're on the fence about, and one we're just not touching whatsoever. So let's start at the top, you know, give some people that are listening at home confidence in our picks and and a bet that we feel good about. What's a win total you love going into 2023? We're going to call this the, the Nathaniel Hackett effect, right? Look at what happened with the Giants last year. When the Giants got Brian Dable, they completely transformed that team. It's how much a head coach can matter in the NFL. Well, the Denver Broncos this year, they are having as big of an upgrade as I can ever remember in coaching history in the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett, probably one of the five worst NFL coaches I've ever seen at a head coach position. Looked like a deer in the headlights in a game stormy I know you remember well up in Seattle where they lost week one. Thanks for that. Now you get Peyton. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Now you get Peyton coming in here, a Hall of Fame coach with a good defense, weapons on the outside. You've got Russell Wilson, who cannot possibly be as bad as he was last year. This is a Denver team that doesn't need to improve that much to be able to go over this win total. And they were in a lot of those games last year. It was just terrible decision-making by the head coach at the end of those games that cost them multiple wins. I think they're able to go over this eight and a half total pretty easily here. I think nine and somewhere in that nine and eight, 10 and seven range is where Denver ends up. So give me the over on the Denver Broncos. Yeah. And by the way, he brings up that game the way that he did because Week one of last year, that was one of my survivor entries that was a big old loser. My thought that, wow, Russell Wilson's going to come out here. He's bitter against the way things ended with his former team. He wanted out of there. 
And then we ended up getting what we get. And we saw the way that Seattle ended up playing throughout the course of the rest of the season versus how Denver did my other loss, by the way, because now we're just, we're just sharing is caring the 49ers <laughs> in the monsoon game against the bears. And that's so frustrating looking back on the two seasons that they ended up having as well. Neither here nor there. Here's the win total that I love. And I know that it goes against kind of popular opinion based on a lot of the things I've heard here at the network, but the Vikings over eight and a half, and it has been bet up. It's a little bit more juice now at minus 130, but I thought when this opened, it would be nine and a half because while yes, I completely agree with the thought process that they're not going to have 13 wins again, but a, reg- a five game regression, you're telling me that we're going to go from 13 wins to eight just because of the luck factor that they had in close games last year. Even if they go nine and eight, I win this bet. They get games against the Bears, who I think are going to be bad again. I know a lot of people think that they're going to be improved with Justin Fields taking a Jalen Hurts type of a step. I don't see it. They have the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers, who while I do think are are going to be decent, that the Vikings should have the advantage there. Lions are good, but not great, in my opinion. Crossover with the NFC South. Um, that was the worst division in football a year ago and still has a lot of questions, in my opinion. Three of their toughest games, Mike, are going to be the Chargers, Chiefs, and Niners, but they get them all at home. A new defensive coordinator. They could not be worse on defense, ranking 30th and scoring 29th in opponent yards per play last year. So you're t- there's no way they're not going to get nine wins in my brain. There's no way. So I, I, I just feel five-game five, five game regression is too much. This NFL or NFC North is going to be really interesting because you could make a case any of these four teams can win the division. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm not a Chicago believer. I don't think they're going to take that step forward. I don't totally buy Detroit as this elite contender either. I, I think that any of these teams could win the division. I don't hate the idea of the Vikings or the Packers winning the division. And I think the Vikings probably have the least question marks in my mind coming into this. You kind of know what you're getting. I went eight and one in close games last year, one score games. But I, like you said, five game regressions, pretty massive here. Yeah, I don't think their luck is going to get totally wiped out. You know, at some point, we talk about it in hockey all the time. You get puck luck, right? Sometimes in a football game, plays are going to go your way or they're not. You'll have a better, better, you know, turnover margin half of the year versus the other. I just, I think that that regression is too much. And honestly, when we go to this next tier of win totals we're looking at, as far as one that I'm not in love with, but I do really like is also in the NFC North and I'm leaning toward taking the Packers over their seven and a half as well. They were eight and nine last year with Rogers playing as poorly as he did. Um, I think that stale energy that was afoot should be out the door. Now people seem to be really excited about Jordan love, say that he's ready. Those young weapons um, on the offensive side of the ball that weren't necessarily prepared could take that step of maturation this season. What do you think about the Packers over seven and a half? I'm sitting on a plus five fifty ticket to win the division. So I'm with you. Stormy. I I, I, look, there's sometimes addition by subtraction. And if I was a teammate of Aaron Rodgers in green Bay, I would have been wildly frustrated by the end of those two years. I, I, what we've seen from Jordan Love has been good enough for me to believe that this Packers has team has enough talent around them to be able to get the job done. When I went to a total that I, I found, the one that I like but don't love, look, I love the Miami Dolphins. I don't love them going over this total this year. <laughs> Last year, if you go and look at their schedule, they had two wins over playoff teams. Both of those wins were wildly lucky. It was Buffalo week three where they won 21 to 19 and the game against the Ravens where they came back from down 14 in the final couple minutes. Without those two, they beat zero playoff teams and their schedule got a lot more difficult this year. If you go up and down it, you're playing multiple playoff teams. you got the Cowboys out of division. You're taking on the Ravens out of division. It's just not easy. And the, specifically the AFC East could be a very good division. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up two and four in division. And by the way, I don't believe in Tua. I, I don't think he is that guy. Uh, so we'll see if he's able to come back and stay healthy. But asking the Dolphins to win 10 games with this schedule, I think is just too much. So I would take the under nine and a half here. And that's more my fear than anything else. Like I get that Tua is doing the jujitsu and trying to learn how to fall properly. At the end of the day, this is like what's going on in your head. And it's hard to protect that area of your body when you've already proven to be concussion prone. And if that's something that gets brought up again, particularly early in the season that could derail this year fast for the Miami dolphins. And so for as I want him to stay healthy, I would love for that division to truly be the best division in football and have competitive games each and every week. But I'm just not sure that I can fully buy in on the dolphins. So I like that play to the under another one. I liked tell me what you think the Arizona Cardinals under four and a half. I know it's gross. I know it's the lowest win total on the board, but I really think this Cardinals team is going to be brutal. 
they're going to stink. I mean, the Bucs and the Cardinals going to be the two worst teams in the NFL, so I don't hate the look here at under four and a half. I would keep an eye on Kyler Murray. If he gets traded before the season, this becomes just a mortal lock because I don't even know who starts for them at quarterback. When he inevitably gets hurt at some point when he's scrambling, they are probably not going to win a game after that. So the Cardinals are one of those teams, again, back to Survivor. I know a lot of people are going to play against him week one. That's going to be the best version of the Cardinals week one. They're yeah, going to get worse I feel the like that's a along. trap. I'm, that's the one that I feel like could be dangerous. Uh, so before you jump on the Sam Howell commander's <laughs> bandwagon, just take a beat yeah. and make sure this is when you want to use that team. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, look, I like the under here too. I don't think they're going to win very many games. My only concern here is they get the Rams twice, who could be atrocious as well. And if they get both of those, all of a sudden they just need to miracle win three more games. But I would still lean under versus over. You know, maybe I bet the under on Arizona's win total after they upset the commanders week one. Maybe that's what I do. See if we can get that thing to tick up a little bit. Um, there you go. Hey, okay, what's one? that you're not sure about maybe you're on the fence you could go either way yeah look I'm looking at Pittsburgh here we've hear, heard so much about Tomlin and how they always win nine games winning record every single year he's been there this is probably the best version of this division since he has been there Cleveland is going to be much improved I expect Deshaun Watson to be significantly better than what we saw last year they still have a very good defense Cincinnati is going to be in con in contention for the number one overall pick and Baltimore retooled their offense, added multiple wide receivers, brought in an offensive coordinator who I think is going to be a better fit with Lamar Jackson. This could be a really, really tough division. And even though I like Kenny Pickett and I like this Pittsburgh team, I don't think going over eight and a half is, is something that you should do necessarily. I, I think this is right around the correct number. And I would be very, very hesitant to play the over. That's good that you put that out there because I know a lot of people because of exactly what you said with Mike Tomlin and his history as a head coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers always being at 500 or better. A lot of people are going to put their money down on that bet. So certainly a good argument to have a couple. I'm not sure about like, I think I believe in the Patriots getting over seven and a half. I think so. I, but it's just so hard given the strength of schedule that they have, whether you're looking at opponent win percentage from a year ago or when you're looking from an odds perspective and win totals this year. It's just really, really hard looking at what they have. But I feel so strongly that they should improve from what they had last year, especially with an actual offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien stepping aside from having Matt Patricia in that role, Mac Jones trying to elevate and if they are able to get one of those free agent weapons added as well we know the defense is going to be good they had eight wins a season ago just the schedule that scares me a little bit and I also had the Raiders on one of my question marks also at that seven and a half number maybe if Josh Jacobs to your point earlier in the show if he does hold out then it's a clear under the seven and a half but like do we believe Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy do we believe that that defense is really going to be better I'm not sure and these are two teams that both have a lot of question marks. And when I'm playing season long totals, I'm looking for more certainties. I'm trying to re reduce the variance, not increase it. And these are both both variance heavy teams to me. Yep. And of course, it's Bill Belichick and a Bill Belichick protege that I'm like sticking in that category. So classic me uh, coming up. It's time for a little why not Wednesday, giving you a few reasons why these college football teams could go undefeated in 2023. Stick around. This is the Lombardi line on Visa and the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to head over to vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Alongside Mike Somich, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Turn in the page to a little college football here. Saw another market pop up on DraftKings recently of which teams could go undefeated in 2023. I did find it funny, though, Mike, as I was going through the list. I'm like, where's Georgia? How are they just not the favorite in this market? Oh, don't even worry about a number for them. 15-0 last year en route to a second national championship. They're favored to three-peat. Their schedule is easy, breezy, beautiful cover, girl. Don't even put it up. Yeah, I think if you want to bet Georgia to go undefeated, you have to play over their win total because yep. I believe it's 11 and a half and they would have to go 12 and 0 to be able to go over. So I think that's where you can play that market if you're interested in Stormy. So funny. As you look at this um, market, though, for I mean, all of them are plus money, plus 330 or better. Michigan, the favorite. Ohio State, not far behind. So clearly the, it's it's the winner of that game that uh, odds makers at least seem is going to be the undefeated team in the top in the um in college football and the Big Ten specifically. I personally, even as I was going down this, thought Penn State was an attractive option. But what are the names or the the marquee name, I guess, that stood out to you first and foremost? Well, for me, the, the if I was going to take any one of these, look, the Michigan-Ohio State debate is interesting because if you do believe the two are going to be undefeated going into each other, you're essentially getting plus money on either of them to win that game. And you're never going to get it in that game. But for me, the USC, I think, is the team that I'm most interested in here. Plus 600 to go undefeated. You look up and down their schedule. To me, there's two bugaboo games. You're at Notre Dame, and I think you're wildly more talented than Notre Dame. And then you're at Oregon second to last week. If we can get to that Oregon game and you're sitting on a plus 600 ticket, it's very easy to be able to hedge it. And this is a Lincoln Riley team that's going to be a lot better in year two. The defense was the issue last year. They brought in six players through the transfer portal on the defensive side of the ball, including the number five overall D tackle and the number one overall transfer player, Bear Alexander from Georgia, to come shore up the defensive line. They also had the number two player in the transfer portal, an offensive lineman from Wyoming who allowed zero sacks in 11 games. So they got better on both lines. Lincoln Riley should have no problem filling those skill positions back up. I think USC is dangerous at plus 600 to go undefeated. So here's my thing, Mike, when it comes to USC. There's two things, actually. One, the Pac-12 is always going to Pac-12. So it's very, very hard for yeah. me to think that a Pac-12 team is going to go undefeated. If I was really taking a shot with one of those teams that was 5-1 to one or longer, I might even go Washington just because it's 11-1 to one and you're going to get a little bit of value, see where that could take you. My other thing with, Clem with USC is they start the season so easy. Like, look at that schedule. San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, ASU, Colorado, Arizona – and then that's when the Notre Dame game comes in South Bend. That's like, I, you know, you already said that that game is a bugaboo game, but 
after you have such an easy slate and you're just beating up on the little guy for multiple weeks, then you're going to get such stiff competition on the road at Notre Dame. You have to face Utah and Washington. Granted, you get them at home, but at Oregon, again, as you said, I feel like the back end of that season is just really, really challenging for a USC team that we're, I'm still not, I think the defense is going to be better, but I'm not sold on them being stout and tremendous. I don't know. So I, USC was a little bit of a hard sell for me. Um, I, I know we both are in agreement that Michigan State feels like a good pick. They went 12-0 and last year, won the Big Ten Championship a second straight season. I do have money on their win total over 10.5. You bring back J.J. McCarthy, best running back room in the country as well. Schedule sets up nicely for them with the exception of Ohio State at the end of the year and Penn State as well. Um, and I told you, I'm high on this Penn State team. I think that this could be the best James Franklin squad he's had since they won the Big Ten Championship years ago. I genuinely don't feel like they're that far behind the top dogs. Two young running backs that we talked about a lot last year getting better this year. Singleton should be a stud. And I've heard a lot of positive things about Drew Aller coming in at quarterback, a potential rising star who's going to replace Sean Clifford. And plus 850 in that range, um, I, I don't hate it. I got to tell you, I don't hate it. Any other conference uh, conference team that you're looking at? We see Alabama high on the board, um, a down year for the Tide last season. I say that, and they had two losses by a combined three points, but still a down year for a Nick Saban squad. Um, LSU plus 850 as well. I know they're expected to be a contender this year. What other teams might you be looking at? I can't take any SEC team just because of how deep that conference is. You're going to end up with tough games on the road. Even when it's not a top-tier opponent in that conference, there are always trap games. So for me, playing an SEC team to go undefeated that's not named Georgia this year, probably not a good bet. Uh, I agree with you on Michigan. They get that that Ohio State game at home versus being on the road. To me, that's a huge advantage. They're also just returning a lot more players, as you mentioned. They're returning their starting quarterback. Very good running back room. Ohio State's going to be young this year. They're going to have to figure out how to plug a lot of players in. That could cause issues early in the season. Uh, Penn State's a little interesting to me. you got to be kind of an upset alert. West Virginia week one. I don't love those week one matchups with these teams if I'm taking someone undefeated. If I went another direction, I would be on Clemson plus 500 is the next one for me with a simple idea that the ACC isn't very good. I mean, if I'm looking for someone to go undefeated, I'm looking for conferences that I think are weaker. And in my mind, that's probably Clemson. Uh, and getting to play that ACC conference schedule. Yeah, all good conversation stuff. I'm super excited for college football season. It's that time of year where the preview magazines are coming in. Love that smell in the morning. Um, media days are going to be here in just a couple weeks getting underway. So a fun time of year to get prepped up for the season. We'll see if anybody aside from Georgia goes undefeated this year. Um, we did have some breaking news over the last 20 minutes or so. ESPN's Adam Schefter saying that a handful of NFL players, including Colts corner and kick returner Isaiah Rogers, who we knew was dealing with the gambling allegations, but in addition to him, multiple players expected to receive season-long suspensions for those gambling issues. Again, that's according to ESPN's Adam Scheffler right, Schefter right now. And um, he even lists out after that player suspended for gambling now over the last two off seasons for at least one year betting on the NFL. He puts out Calvin Ridley, who we know was such a, I mean, it's just so silly for him doing parlays, having your team involved in there. CJ Moore, Quintus Cephas, Shaka Tony. Um, then the six game suspensions we saw with Jameson Williams and Stanley Berryhill in that situation that happened with the Detroit Lions and betting in their locker rooms. With this being a betting network, I feel like this is an important topic for us to bring up every time that we learn more information about it. It's especially when it comes to NFL players betting on NFL games, Mike. That is, that's a rule that's been tail as old as time in the NFL. And I don't understand why that's one of these things that keeps happening because I understand the gray area to the extent of, okay, you're in the team facility. You didn't know you couldn't bet on other sports in there. What have you? Betting on the NFL is a no-no. Our guy Mike Pritchard here at VEASAN, former NFL wide receiver, spent a decade in the league. He was, like, scared to even go into a sports book after he was out of the league. He was scared to place a bet for a number of years because he was just so ingrained in that thought process that it's something you're not allowed to do. It blows my mind that this is such a prevalent issue. It's crazy to me. I, the NFL is very forward about what you can and can't do when you're doing this betting policy. So it's always odd to me here. There's great area. Look, if, if you bet on an NFL game, you're going to get suspended for a full year. And 
the betting world has really made a lot of leaps forward that they can tell exactly who's making these bets. These people are signing up for accounts yeah. in their own name, using their own phone. It's not like this is hard to figure out who's placing these wagers. So this is more of just a, a lack of clarity on these players' parts. I don't want to call it stupidity, but it's it's definitely just it's a situation where you got to know better. And when you go through the rookie meetings, they tell you not to do this. They tell you not to be able to bet on the NFL. And that's why people are getting year-long suspensions. We saw Williams in Detroit get a suspension for six games. That was because he was betting baseball from a team facility. So these year-long suspensions mean they were betting the NFL, which is just a blatant no-no. And they are very, they should be very aware of it because they are made very aware of it during rookie meetings and in preseason meetings. So it's surprising to see so many of these players consistently get brought up with year-long suspensions risking millions of dollars so that they can bet a hundred bucks on a game. I, it just, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's silly. And it'll be interesting to see how many players ultimately come out of this because while we've known the name Isaiah Rogers for a while, there were the reports that more players would be involved. And now Shefty saying that it will be a handful of players getting the season long suspensions. And while you're, you said you're not going to call it stupid, I read an article on The Athletic a couple weeks ago that interviewed anonymous players and their perspective on the gambling policy, and one of them said a lot of it really does come down to stupidity. That's his words, not ours, but because for as much as the NFL does need to continue to reinforce these rules, and especially with the team facility stuff, having signage up and available, hopefully these are all now establishing a tone that the league's not going to put up with this. Don't risk and jeopardize your career to bet on sports when you're making all of this money that you're doing already in the league. But like, you should know these things. To your point, you have these meetings. You drill it into your head as much as possible. You know the rules. Stop trying to skirt the rules. It's that simple. We have to take a quick break here. Um, we will return with our guy, Harry Gagnon, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor, now host of the Against All Odds podcast. Get some of his perspective on the Rocket Mortgage Classic. We'll talk some golf. We'll talk some baseball, which I know you love. But again, NFL players, what are you doing? Don't bet on your own sport. It's not that hard. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from each of our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Plus, make sure you find the top VSIN experts leaderboard page because we've got betting records, profit, and ROI. You can see which VSIN expert has the hot hand at any given time. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now, just 19 bucks at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's also how you get the new NFL betting guide less than 24 hours before that bad boy drops. Alongside Mike Somich, I'm Stormy Tony. Let's welcome into the show good friend Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor at AAO. Harry on Twitter, my guy, how you living? What's up? <laughs> What's up? How are you doing, Stormy? All good here. It's a little... Uh... A little toasty, going to be 115 uh, this weekend in Phoenix, but uh, I guess I'm going to have to take it, I guess, right? Yes, I mean, it's. I would rather have the heat than the cold any day of the week, Harry, so just get out there on the lake, Me go too. do something fun. There you go. Um, and lots of great golfing out there in Arizona, as mm -hmm. we know, although I know it's a sensitive topic for you, Mike. Should I not bring up golf? We were supposed to talk Rocket Mortgage here, but I know you're in a, you know, you're playing hurt today. Oh, it's fine. That's fine. Let's let's talk some rocket mortgage here. I'll, I'll fight through the back pain. Okay. We can do it. Appreciate you. Well, let's get to it, Harry. Uh, Detroit Golf Club hosting the Rocket Mortgage Classic starting tomorrow. Despite not being an event with elevated status, we've got a great field here. Big name players. Last year's winner, Tony Finau, the favorite to repeat 14 to 1, along with Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa at DK Sportsbook. You got Justin Thomas, Max Homa, Hideki Matsuyama, lots of big names. So whether it's outrights or you know long shots you're looking at placement bets what's your favorite thing that you have in the account for the rocket mortgage yeah this should be fun this week in the rocket mortgage uh I, I do like you mentioned ricky fowler i do like him for top 20 at minus 115 top 10 at plus 180 and if you really got some guts at 14 to 1 like you mentioned stormy to win the tournament look fowler has had his best season in years two weeks ago he was in it to win it at the very end in the u.s open in l.a until he flamed out on Sunday, but still finished, tied for fifth. 
Last week, he finished 13th in Connecticut. And in fact, since he finished 11th in January at Torrey Pines, Fowler has top 20 finishes in nine of his last 11 tournaments. And you only got to lay 115 for top 20, top 10. Again, I mentioned at plus 180. I think that's pretty good. Harry, big fan of the uh, DGEN trifecta. I've been listening to you guys since back in the day at Ringer. And I, I love that a lot of your bets are a little random. I'm someone who's bet on the hot dog eating contest. I bet <laughs> on Madden simulation games, been all over the place. You do the same thing. You got another one here. You're going to the U.S. Senior Open this weekend. Who do you like there? How about that? How about, listen, I, I'm going to go with Steve Stricker at three to one. Last year, Stricker lost the U.S. Senior Open by one stroke to Padraig Harrington. But this year, it's in his home state of Wisconsin. He's had a solid year, as usual, Stricker does. Uh, he's the favorite of three to one. I'm taking him. And how about this? How about this, JVT? A long shot. I'm just going to mention it. At 250 to one, my cousin is in the tournament. In the U.S. Senior <laughs> Open, David Branshaw, at 250 to one. I'll throw a fly, I'll throw a five spot on him. Why not? Let's go. Lock it in. <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, for Steve Stricker, same course where he won a Wisconsin State title 39 years ago. So mm. uh, full circle wow. moment potentially if he can pull it off and, and win this thing. Here with our guy, Harry Gagnon, the Against All Odds podcast. We have one baseball game in action right now. The Braves are up on the Twins. 2-0 in the top of the fifth, but 15 more games to come after we wrap mm. up the show today, which means plenty of options for you, Harry, to get involved. And I know one game that you were looking at is my San Diego Padres. I know it has not been the greatest year in the world, but taking on the Pirates today. Are you invested? Are you a believer San Diego gets it done tonight? I am. Uh, well, that's my video today, too, on ExtraPoints.com. If you go to ExtraPoints, you can see my videos every single day. That's my pick of the day. The Padres minus the one and a half at even money. Stormy, you're right. The Padres stink right now. They've been a huge disappointment for you and for me. But Blake Snell has been the best pitcher in Major League Baseball in the last month. His last six starts, 36 innings. He's given up just two earned runs, 56 strikeouts. In his last three starts, he's got 35 strikeouts. I'm taking the Padres. I'm going to lay the one and a half today. I'm with you here, Harry. I laid the half run in the first inning to get minus 108 on the Padres. Mm. I, I I don't want to I don't want to mess with this Blake Snell run he's on right now. He's hit the 40 to one in the Cy Young markets. If he's able to keep this going, that price might actually be valuable as well. Looks like you like another baseball game as well. Nationals Mariners today. It's Patrick Corbin Day, one of my favorite pitchers mm. to fade. Is that why you uh, why you're right. there, Harry? You nailed it exactly, JVT. Like I'm going to lay the one and a half. You got to lay a little bit. A juice at minus 115, but I am. That's the reason I'm going against the Nats, Patrick Corbin. He's been awful. Corbin has a 5.32 ERA, and it's even a full run higher when he's pitching on the road. He's in Seattle. I'm going to lay the one and a half for the Mariners today. You also talked, uh, Mike, about how Harry can go against the grain, do something a little bit different today. You've got the pinkies up looking at a play in Wimbledon as well, from what I understand. Let's go. Let's go. It starts uh, this coming weekend. I'm going to go with Carlos Alcaraz at plus 350 to win the men's side. Uh, he just won his first grass court title last week. Uh, he regained his spot as tennis's number one player in the world. He's won five titles this year. Uh, and now with winning that, he's won at least one tournament on each, uh, each type of surface they play in, becoming the youngest to do that since 1983 in a season. I know Djokovic is still the favorite at minus 140, but I'm going to take the value at plus 350 with a 19-year-old. Yeah, Alcaraz still owes me some money from the French Oven semifinal loss he had. <laughs> so hopefully we can get it back here at Wimbledon. Should be really interesting there. It's been the hottest summer, and I think it's 40 years in England, so oh, it's going to be yeah. a very, very fast grass course. That should actually favor Alcaraz. We'll see if he's able to Alcaraz. We'll see if he's able to get the job done. Here, I got one more question for you. I mentioned yeah. that the random betting things that you've bet over the years. What do you think the craziest thing or sport that you have bet is on the, on the <laughs> Against All Odds podcast? Well, I, I will say, uh, boy, that's a great, that's something else. Uh, so I would love that question. Um, uh, I guess it would probably be, um, you know, when COVID was happening and we wanted, me and the guys wanted to keep the stretch going, keep the run going of never missing a, uh, a pick because we do it every single day. We've been doing it for three plus years now, over a thousand picks we've done um, every day. Like I said, we give out something, me, the degenerate, degenerate trifecta, and I do my video as well. So during COVID, it was very tough, guys, to obviously to find things. The only thing you could bet 
during that time that 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 FanDuel or Caesars or anything had a line on was Russian hockey, which you know you know plus it's all you know different time the time zone crazy starting at you know starting at like five in the morning our time whatever but I but we were able to find Russian hockey. Uh, which was still going on no matter what. So uh, I guess that would be it. Russian hockey. And then, uh, and I played like the, uh, and you know, it's funny. Uh, I played like the over of like six and a half and uh, it was three, two, like at the end of one. And of course it lands six and I lose. <laughs> I love though that you're like, <laughs> you're sweating Russian hockey, but that was totally the time, right? You have Russian hockey, Korean baseball, um, yeah. the first quote table unquote tennis. table tennis, the first quote unquote sport that actually came back and was doing live events with the masks on and stuff. I was telling Mike uh, about in the commercial break leading in was cornhole. And that was actually early on in my time yeah. with ESPN, a sport if we want to call it that, um, <laughs> that I got thrown on to do sideline for who would even think that you oh. need sideline for a cornhole oh. tournament, but Hey, uh, sign me up, coach, put me in whatever you need. That was just totally JVT. the time though. You're betting whatever's on TV. Exactly. JVT. Can we find video of that with uh, Stormy? Can we find video? We of don't, that? we don't need to, Am we I? don't need to find that video. It's all right. <laughs> Steph lock, lock and key, all of that information. Uh, awesome stuff. As always though, Harry, really, really appreciate your time. Good luck with the bets. And I'll be cheering on Ricky Fowler at the, at the rocket mortgage this week for you. Cool, guys. Cool, guys. Happy 4th. Happy 4th, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, you as well. 4th of July. See, this is what happens on the sports calendar for me is I forget holidays because it just kind of like runs through with what events do we have today? What events? But hey, hot dog. speaking of hot dog eating contest, 4th of July, baby. Yeah, it's coming up. I actually, I have a hot dog guy. So I usually get texts some bets every year for hot dogs for overs and unders because he knows someone who knows the competitors. And so I, I get some tips out on which way to bet on the hot dog. So my wife always gets mad at me because it's 4th of July. I'm like, no, we have to watch the hot dog eating contest. I, I, I may or may not have a couple shekels on this every single year. So uh, it's been a, it's been a tradition in our household. Joey Chestnut, baby, electric year <laughs> after year. I loved that 30 for 30 they did. Um, with Kobayashi and him a couple years back. It was actually like thrilling television. Super interesting to go through their rivalry and how the transition happened, the way that Joey Chestnut trains his stomach to be properly prepared for these events, certain items being like easier to put down than others. I I don't know. I'm getting too deep in the weeds here, Mike, but this this is a show with Stormy. I'm sorry. The training is super interesting and in, in how, when they decide to eat and how much they decide to eat and then the strategery they put into what they're eating and whether they're going to have water with the bun and not with the dog and how you wash it down. What do you chew? What do you not chew? It's not as simple as shoving food in your mouth. It's and the, the number of not, things there are records for, it's just crazy. It's incredible. It truly is. See, if I had to eat hot dogs um, and I was going for a record, I would request the Oscar Mayer cheese injected hot dogs personally. Um, I know it might be a little bit more difficult, added calories, but I'm, you know, I'm worth taking the risk to put those bad boys down. We got to take a break. Wrapping things up here on the other side with the Lombardi line. I know you got some baseball plays for the people at home. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, remember you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I feel like one of those commercials for like head-on, apply directly to the forehead, the way that I just like going as fast as possible. But um, you, my friend, never cease to amaze. And I need to follow up with something from our last segment because I need to know, how does one get a hot dog guy? Because you're talking about like the unique betting markets you can do. Obviously, you can bet on the hot dog eating contest coming up on the 4th of July. But how, do, how does one get a hot dog guy? You said you won't even have a national anthem guy. How does this happen? Well, when you do this long enough, and I've been doing this for about four years now, um, and I, I'm very involved in horse race betting, all different sports betting, you end up talking to a lot of people and, and you end up becoming friends with them. And there's information sharing that happens. And if everyone can beat the number, then then you're well, you're going to get information. If you're willing to give out information, you're going to get information. And, and through the years, uh, two of the things that, that have definitely popped up is my hot dog guy who... Uh, is works with a lot of these people and, and understands who is doing well, who's training poorly, if there are different injuries, which, yes, is a real thing. It was a wrist injury that factored into an undercap last year. Uh, so having a hot dog guy can definitely help because otherwise I'd be shooting blind. And the national anthem, that kind of one is busted. It, the, three years ago, I think it was, it was phenomenal because they had closed, uh, everything was closed off to the public, but you still had people in the broadcast that were uh, providing information to certain groups that then other yeah. people got a hold of. Now it's much more readily available and you can't make nearly as much on the national anthem for the Super Bowl as you could before. So interesting. I wonder if we'll have George Shea on again. You know, the, the host that does the very elaborate um, introductions to the hot dog eating contest. I know he came on VSIN last year. He also did a big intro for when Circa here had its grand opening. He was introducing Derek Stevens and Mike Palm and the showgirls and stuff in the only way that he knows how with the wonderful storytelling. So much fun. My wedding planner, by the way, I mean, nothing I can make money on. I'm actually, you know, paying for it. But my wedding planner, when she was talking about all the different things that we could do at the reception stuff, she goes, you know, I have a great ice guy. You want to do an ice loop? I was like, who, who has an ice guy? But I guess in Vegas, that could come in handy to have an ice guy as well. Time for our pro tip of the show, though, Mike. And um, today's pro tip is going to come with an angle we discussed earlier in the show as it pertains to betting the NHL draft, which is coming up later on today, 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN out there in Nashville, where the draft is going to be taking place. But um, give the people the pro tip. What you got for us? Yeah, so this is interesting. It's just looking at alternate markets and trying to find ways to turn likely events into positive expected value situations for yourself. And in this case, we're going to look at the Russian hockey player who's projected to be one of the top three prospects in the draft. Uh, Metve Metkov here. He is minus 275 to go top five. 
But right now, we are pretty locked into the one, two, and three being Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, and Leo Carlson. If you look at any mock, that's what one, two, and three is, which means he would have to go four or five to hit that minus 275 bet. Well, if you bet him to specifically go in the fourth spot, you're getting five to one. And specifically in the fifth spot, you're getting 2.75 to one. Meaning that if you blend your bets and bet 0.75 units in the fourth spot and 1.25 units in the fifth spot, if he gets drafted either fourth or fifth, you end up cashing a plus 125 ticket on the under five and a half. So you take a minus 275 bet and turn it into plus 125 by taking information that's readily available out there in the market. Bet them both and turn it into a plus money price. Uh, great pro tip. If you want to find pro tips, not only from our show, The Lombardi Line, every single show at the network does these, and you can search them on vcin.com by show, by sport, multiple different categories. So really, really good insight. They're excited for the NHL draft and to see Connor Bedard finally going to the Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks, the projected number one overall pick, a generational talent. Is there room enough for another Connor in the NHL? I don't know, but uh, it'll be fun tonight. Excited for some of these guys to see their dreams of making it to the National Hockey League come true. We also have a full slate of baseball games coming up later on today, Mike. And I know you find a way every day to get involved with a number of games. So um, let's start with just one game that you're particularly excited about, a play that you feel confident in. Yeah, one of my better plays on the board today, the Brewers are taking on the Mets. The Mets are $1.45 favorites. You get the Brewers back at plus 137 in this spot. This is a situation where I think these are equal offenses. I would even give the edge a little bit to the Brewers based on how the Mets bats have been going recently. Uh, but on the mound, Wade Miley has been pitching very, very well. Sanga's on the mound for the Mets. I think this is a positive pitching matchup for Milwaukee and a positive offensive matchup for Milwaukee. You combine the two and you're getting plus, you can shop it around anywhere from plus 120 to plus 140. Uh, give me the Brewers as a dog today. I think they get the job done. That's always a great reminder to shop around because if you have multiple apps, multiple sportsbook apps on your phone, um, certain numbers are going to be different than other ones. Try to find the best value that you can at any given time. We also talked a little bit earlier with Harry about the Padres. Um, I know you have a first five run line bet with San Diego. How about keeping it in that division, the San Francisco Giants? What are you looking at with them today? I think the Giants are in another positive situation to be able to get the job done and get the victory. Uh, they're taking on the Blue Jays. Logan Webb going for the Giants. He's been by far their best pitcher. This is a Giants team that ripped off 11 straight. They've still been playing well after that streak was snapped. Right now, the, the starter for Toronto is undecided. Uh, that usually means we're going to end up with a bullpen game for Toronto. I'll take Logan Webb in that offense against a bullpen game for Toronto any day at plus money. That one right now, anywhere from uh, plus 100 to plus 110. So give me the Giants as a dog today. It's a, oh, by the way, just a score update. We are still sitting at 2 nothing in Braves Twins right now. Atlanta with the advantage. Um, looking forward to later on tonight, uh, 4.45 p.m. Pacific, first pitch, 7.45 Eastern. The Astros in St. Louis taking on the Cardinals. St. Louis has Miles Mikolas on the hill against Christian Javier. St. Louis a minus 120 favorite in the spot, total eight and a half. How are you playing it? That's another one to me where I think the wrong team is favored. Uh, Mikolas has been inconsistent. He's had some very good starts, had some very poor starts throughout the season, but he's sitting at five, four and five with a 4.23 RA. On the other side, Javier has been the most consistent pitcher for this Houston Astros team. Seven and one with a 3.25 ERA. I like the Astros lineup more than I like the Cardinals lineup. Uh, to me, this is again, better pitcher, better offense, and you're getting a plus number. So give me the Astros here as a slight dog. Ranger is also a big favorite today, minus 215 against the Detroit Tigers. But I know you love those first five bets. Uh, is this maybe an approach that you're going to take in this one to buy that down a bit? Yeah, we, we mentioned uh, we mentioned Patrick Corbin and Patrick Corbin Day. We bet against him. Well, Joey Wednesday is today as well. We okay. bet against Joey Wentz. <laughs> uh, look, Dunning is one of those pitchers for the Rangers who is going to regress back to the mean at some point. He's not as good as his numbers sit. Uh, but you know what? Joey Wentz is as bad as his numbers sit. He's one and eight with a 6.72 ERA. This Texas Rangers offense has been hitting anybody. Uh, the, it's 94 degrees and hot down there in Texas, which means the ball is going to be flying out. I think the Rangers get to Wentz early, so I'll lay the half run and get some plus money here with the Rangers in the first five. The Guardians got it done yesterday in game one against the Royals. Uh, narrow victory, though, just a 2-1 game in KC. Back at it again Today, Logan Allen on the hill, Cleveland a minus 135 favorite in game two against Austin Cox. Total in that one sitting nine and a half. 
Yeah, Logan Allen, uh, one of Cleveland's better pitchers again. Austin Cox is a bullpen pitcher for Cle- for Kansas City, who has one of the worst bullpens in baseball. So you got a terrible bullpen game coming from Kansas City against a good starter with Cleveland, and Cleveland's able to get to him early. I don't love the Guardians' offense because, well, no one loves the Guardians' offense, <laughs> but I do think they're able to get a couple off this Casey bullpen early. So I'll lay the half run with the Guardians in the first five and catch plus one hundred eight on that first five run line on the Guardians. How often do you just find yourself? fading KC throughout the course of the season? Um, a significant percentage of the time. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Like early on, I was fading, uh, the Oakland a lot. Now I'm betting on Oakland a lot, which okay. is kind of odd. Um, Kansas city is awful. If it weren't for Oakland, this is a historically bad Royals team. Um, and so they're one that I don't want any part of At least Oakland has a couple arms that are lefties that can pitch well with Blackburn and Sears Sears on the mound today for them. Kansas City's starters are all pretty bad and the bullpen is bad and they don't like to hit. I mean, that's a really tough combination if you're trying to bet a baseball team. Yeah, it's funny you say that because for me, I'm not somebody who's a typical day in, day out Major League Baseball better, but as somebody who just enjoys betting and finding action and this is the time of year where like that's primarily what we have in front of us you still know which teams are good and which teams are not good and which pitchers to fade. And I think that's one of those things that KC has just been, it hasn't been the the greatest stretch for the Royals this season. Mike, thank you so much for being such an awesome co-host today, filling in for Michael Lombardi. Really, really appreciate you. This is fun. Yeah, it was a blast. We got to talk hot dogs. We talked uh, about a blown up back. We we had a lot of time, a lot of fun, covered a lot of topics. Hopefully made some people some money. Got a bunch of bets today as well. Heal up, my guy. Ice that back. Make sure that you keep me in the text chain with your hot dog guy. I know you're going to be in Hawaii for the 4th of July. I'm very jealous of that. But uh, enjoy your day. Appreciate you. And that's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. Make sure those of you listening stick around. We got VEASAN Best Bets coming up next here on VEASAN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.